I'm not going to hit y'all. Y'all didn't have to do all that. I got to start the show. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Q, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hour show to get the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Full with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. The sports medicine, the sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't the way. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. Yo, what's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. My name is Jimmy. I'm one of your hosts. My brother Dev will be here with me today. And we have to roll around the table, you know what I'm saying? We're kicking it. Be Austin is off today. He's in some foreign country watching his uh, son play soccer and saving the world. Top three. Don't ever that. Don't, you know I mean? Don't even question that. Top three. But this week has been full of athletes talking itch, so we want to have a show comprised mostly of quotes, you know what I'm saying? There's been a lot of crazy quotes this week. So sit back, relax, and listen to your brothers in the war room as we discuss this week full of athletic bars, because episode 689 starts now. You can get on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com, slash the war room, or... Facebook, Twitter, at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. Yo, cuz, what's really good, man? I'm, I'm glad you on today. You ain't been abducted or nothing. You know what I mean? You, you good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no no abduction. No abduction to fake. You know what I'm saying? Yo, that whole story with, with, with the chick is crazy, man. I hope it's not another, what's, I forgot boy name, uh, I hope it's not another one of his stories. <laughs> what was his name? Juicy, Juicy Smoothie. Juicy yeah, Smoothie. yeah, the boy Juicy. Yeah, because, I mean, in our chat, we actually, when, when that story first popped, we was, you know, we had compassion for the chick. She's trying to save babies on the side of the road. And then, you know, yeah. all that, get, get a little fishy, fishy. Conspiracy in my head. Yo, what's up with like what's up with the search for the movie Taken though, cuz? Uh, and this and this is how they know at this point. Like, you know, before she left, she what they say she searched for the movie Taken. She searched like she searched some crazy stuff like how to steal Yo, money from a register and not get caught. <laughs> you got to pay for Amber. Alert. She, how to how to report an Amber Alert? Like she was she was drawn a little bit. So I, I guess. I don't yeah. know her family dynamic, but it sounded like she needed some some attention from somebody, and she got it from the whole nation at so, this point. So the sad part for me in this whole story, and it's similar to, like, when people cry wolf about anything, is that there are, you know, tons and tons of um, black women who are missing. And when stuff like this happens, it doesn't it doesn't help that because, you know, we already don't get enough attention on those. And then when something like this happens, it just – Tough man, it's tough. So, you know, um, you still got to keep looking for those out there that are missing, and not let this right. uh, be a hindrance. Be a hindrance because this, this is crazy. This, this is a crazy this story. Wolf man. crier because she definitely crying wolf for like you said for all the real situations going on out there. Messing it so, up. So Jeffy Smoulier, the crazy part about him is like he's always the go-to. 
um, about <laughs> but now when someone's lying, yo, his whole like persona is that, which is crazy because he was an up and coming actor, and now he's not known for anything else. Yeah, yeah, he definitely was on his way. Shoot, I used to watch Empire. Yeah, and he might have been the most impactful character, and he, yeah, you know, he brought a whole community along with him. So he was, you know, the pride of the the, the gay community. Man, he, he had that on he his back. Then, you know, yeah, pretty much. That's what he called himself. <laughs> That's what he called himself. He's like, yo, I'm the gay Tupac. Anyway, I mean, some would say that too. Never mind. Yo, um. Anyway, man, Tupac the gay before we Tupac. get started, we need, to, we need to remind you that whether you're with us live or not, at any time on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of all, you know, our show, not just our show, but all our partner shows on the Warman Sports Podcast Network, either on our website at warmansports.com, or on many of the major podcast listening platforms. There's never an excuse to miss an episode, so don't do that. You can listen to Tissue and the Tape, The Broad Street Line, Superstars, John Appetit, On the Couch with the Wilsons after further review. You know, we've got a ton of ton of uh, exciting shows on the podcast network, so make sure right. to check them out. You know what I'm saying? You ready to get into some hot topics, bro? Yes, sir. Uh, and, I, you know, I'll I, I get us up into them joints. Uh, hot topics, y'all know what it is, right, man. Okay. Hot topics are brought to you by... <laughs> my bookie, Warren family, it's time for you to make some money sports betting at my bookie. If you still haven't checked them out, stop playing, man. Place a bet. Just go ahead and lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports. So all you got to do is join us, the War Room, and thousands of other online players placing their bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your money. You get it fast. They even have in-game live betting. So you can place wages a little bit after game starts. So join now. My bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. It's a lot of bread. So just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, that'll activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get your bread. I mean, it's, it's really nothing else to that, man. Yo, um, we're going to start off the show with, with our stat of the week. And stat of the week is baseball-related. And um, ironically, like, I'm just now pulling up from a baseball game, you know, I went up to the city this morning. I went to see the Phillies play. Um, me and my son <laughs> drove all the way up there, you know, pulled up on, on me and Jimmy's homie uh, in, in, in the restaurant. Uh, shout out to Cherish Philly. Um, couldn't get my usual, Jim. Like, I, 30 minutes. I, checked, oh, I was no checking his social media. 31 minutes prior to me pulling up to his door, he wrote a, a status that said, just sold my last brisket at this cherished Philly oh. location. I hurt my heart, but he had he had an alternative for me. He was like, try this. Gave me my same little sandwich, but he put pastrami on it. Yo, know, all, all I'm going to say is, you know, when he, when, when he opened up at the new location, I'm going to have decisions to make when I go in there. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I'm going okay. to have decisions to make, so... Shout out to him on that. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, we went straight from there to the to the baseball game, and, you know, the Phillies got cooked. So we drove up there for nothing, you know. My boy's birthday is coming up on Wednesday. I'm going to be out of town. Let me take him to a Phillies game. Did all of that. Phillies got cooked. They ain't even score for my young boy on his, on his birthday trip. So F you, Phillies. Dumbass bats. <laughs> 
Inside joke. Yeah. <laughs> but um, stat of the week, man, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Ironically, one of the teams that the Phillies are chasing in the wild card race, um, who are actually now playing the Atlanta Braves. And this is one of those situations where you know the Phillies aren't going to catch the Braves in the division. So when the Braves play other teams in the wild card race, you root for the Braves. Braves beat everybody else last night. They lose to the Diamondbacks. I believe they beat them today, though. But the Arizona Diamondbacks were 0-83 when giving up 12-plus runs in franchise history. But on Tuesday night, the Braves, who we needed to beat them, 16-13. to So for the first time in their franchise's history, Jim, they gave up 12-plus runs but still won the game. They were 0-83. Wow. So, you know. I hope that don't mean they turn in the corner because we don't need them to turn the corner on, on, on a year where we're chasing them. But shout-out to the Diamondbacks yeah. for changing their, their history up a little bit. Uh, record is still trash <laughs> as far as that goes, but, hey, you got to start somewhere, right? All right, so uh, in the NBA we got this hypothetical. Did you Did you pull that up? I don't know if I have that in front of me. Um, the hypothetical Let me say something real quick, though, because Anil just put a comment that the sound was going in and out. Anil, let us know if you can hear now, because it sounds great to me, but you said you don't know what was on your end. So let us know whether uh, whether that's still hey, an issue or not. Getting that tow truck. Are you fit? <laughs> yeah, Andy's trash, We got 11 more with you, dog. Um, <laughs> not a thing. And, which specific? Because it was a couple hypothetical trades. Which which trade were you talking about? Um, the hypothetical trade uh, that's I don't know who uh, actually came up with it, but it's a trade that will get both of the now whining superstars to the destination of their choice. Um, Dame to the Heat, uh, Harden to the Clippers, but the trade had oh, yeah, that was a heat, jump that somebody just made Clippers, up online. The Sixers and did I say the Blazers and the, and the Blazers involved um, in this trade. And there was a lot of moving parts. Um, yeah, I don't have that's it in front of me. That's one of the where somebody on, yeah some, somebody online just made that up. Yeah, you know what? When people take because certain things you know fans bring up, fans say, and you can tell like all right, this dude like knows nothing about the business of, of trades in, in the NBA. But then some of them is like, okay, that could really work, and it's a lot of moving pieces. So whoever this is knows their stuff, and they actually sat down as if they were a GM and took took the time to, to do all of this. So I'm like, I'm yeah. wondering when that does happen and it does make a little bit of sense, through the teams actually look at it like shit. I need to start making some calls. <laughs> like I'm, I'm a caller. You think they be? Dudes. You think you think they be putting that out there to like um, for like low key? Uh, <laughs> they be putting it out there to like low key see what the feedback is. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. I mean, because a lot of them, they grow the kind of legs where. It starts getting, you know, how, you know, media is these days. Like, it starts getting from website to website, and then people actually start thinking that it's a real proposal. It's real talks going on. And this is one of those joints that's 
actually that good. Like, if you really sat down and, and, and did your trade machine thing, the money would, would pretty much make sense because that's what a lot of people don't understand. When, when it comes to NBA trades, the money has to be right. You know what I'm saying? Because you pretty much have to match salaries um, during NBA trades. So um, here was the trade. Miami Heat would receive Damian Lillard. Now, now it's four teams, Miami, the L.A. Clippers, the Sixers, and the Portland Trailblazers. So everybody's swapping people, going to different places. Miami would receive Dame Lillard and Marcus Morris Sr., who's now a member of the L.A. Clippers. The Clippers would receive James Harden and P.J. Tucker from the 76ers. The 76ers would receive Tyler Hero uh, from the Heat, Caleb Martin from the Heat, Robert Covington from the Clippers, and a 2029 second-round pick via – 2028 and 29 second-round picks from Miami. Portland will receive 2027 and 2029 unprotected first-round picks via the Heat, 2028 and 2030 unprotected first-round picks from the Los Angeles Clippers. They would get Kyle Lowry, Nick Batum, Nikola Jovic, Kobe Brown, Amir Coffey, and Jason Preston. See, and that's the thing. You name all of those players that Portland would get, all of those young players, I'm pretty sure most Mm -hmm. NBA players don't even know who those dudes are. So whoever sat down and made this trade up, Jim, like, yo, this is like an audition. They're trying to be an assistant GM somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, in 2023, like ESPN and a couple other sites, they have it where you can max salary. They have the – the trade you know, machine, you know the journey. technology, yeah. So a fan yeah. could just jump on the play around, and folks be yeah. doing that trying to go viral. But this dude, I mean, he even broke it down to the picks that are protected and the picks that are unprotected. I'm like, yo, like you either trying to get into this life or you have no life. <laughs> like there's nothing in between when you do all of that. Listen, man. Part of uh, you know we we've already talked about we talk about all the time how. The NBA is the number one reality show in America. Like, I don't even compare it to other sports now. It's just a reality show. And the fans are a big part of it. The fans that create content and do things are a big part of why this thing of ours is um, surpassed the Kardashians. It's the number one reality show. Like, we got a bunch of quotes this week that all go to the NBA. In fact, one just dropped on the timeline now. I don't even know if you've seen this one, Dev, because you've been driving. Your man Uh James Harden is on his IG on his IG page, putting up cryptic uh, stuff in his in his story, talking about okay. being comfortable for so long. It's time to get uncomfortable, and now he's going viral. Yeah. Everybody trying to figure out. Everybody trying to figure out what the hell he's talking about. He mad that his white boyfriend didn't give him the type of money he wanted. <laughs> nah, saying it. Yeah, it's 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 a whole lot going on, man. But but speaking of that, like I said, like people have just been losing their mind, just talking trash um, throughout the week. And the first one I want to talk about is Draymond Green. Because Draymond Green, he's actually beefing with everybody this week. Because Draymond is one of those dudes who sits around on go, just waiting to see his name mentioned by anybody so he can, you know, so he can go back at them. And, you know, as as y'all are going to see on one of these, he probably shouldn't have been totally on go before he – you know, did the knowledge on what he was talking to and who he was talking to. But uh, he's beefing with Jordan Poole's dad. So 
So after all of the stuff happened with Jordan Poole, Draymond was actually talking about that situation on the Pat Beverly podcast, and Jordan Poole, he put up some cryptic tweet, you know, basically saying that I'm still on dude's mind. Then Anthony Poole, who's Jordan Poole's dad, he tweeted, I'm going to stand on this, and that's some BS. JP was his guy, and he avoided me all last year. He is a soft-ass bitch, and I'm standing on this, and he didn't apologize to me and my wife. So he lame, and me and him can meet anytime he wants. This was Jordan Poole's dad to Draymond Green. So y'all know, everybody knows Draymond Green. You know, he, he he's just not going to take that, you know. <laughs> he's not going to take that sitting down. Uh, Jim, do you have Draymond's response to that? Absolutely, absolutely. Yo, it's more drama going on in the NBA. The NBA, dog. I'm going to get to that. So let me get to the Draymond quote first. Um, Draymond's response says, that's so cute. It's impossible to avoid you. <laughs> first of all, his English is messed It's impossible to avoid yeah, you. So and, I mean, dude's pops was, too. I was I did my best to make it make sense. Oh, you cleaned it up. All right. All right. If, I, yeah, if I would have read it like it was, they would be like, what are y'all talking about? But, you know, I yeah, the 65, who lifted what? All right, but I'm going to clean it up then. So Draymond says, that's so cute. It's impossible to avoid you in an arena for a year, champ. I got to get my family from the family room every game. And stop using champ those words. Too. They usually don't go over well. Yo, he said, stop using those words. They usually don't go over well amongst men. Yo. You know what them words he's talking about. He's talking about that soft ass. It, it, it is something in the, um, you know, in the macho, strong man category where you know calling somebody a bitch or a soft ass bitch like that really doesn't go over too well like if you face to face with that a lot of times it would you know yeah. probably get physical you can't you, you know can't what i'm saying so draymond was kind of shooting him a warning like all right even if you're going to talk about this like watch what you call me you can't, he already you stole can't your son for something bitch. that came out of his mouth so yeah, you can't call a man a bit, and you can't invite a man to your Frank stand. Like, those are two things you just can't do. Because, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, he already put hands amongst your boy, so I doubt he has a problem putting <laughs> right. hands amongst you. <laughs> when lose a draw. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, what are we talking about here? He, this is all for, you know, this whole conversation is because he slumped your boy. <laughs> and it was seen that, I mean, that he really slumped boy, man. Like I said, we talked about it a million Yo. times, but. I've never seen teammates or brothers or anybody like slump each other the way he did. Like I said, when you're yeah, when you're you close or you when you're friends, you it might be a tussling match, a wrestling thing. match. Yeah, he tried he tried to drop that ball. <laughs> you could have you could have pushed him, you could have tackled him, you could have smacked him. He tried to like send ball somewhere else. He almost coached yeah. my man. So, so you know. So so not only is Draymond this week, you know, beefing with Jordan Poole's dad, uh, he jumped into a beef with an NBA legend and Kevin Garnett because there was an account <laughs> that claimed and they tweeted this, there was an account that claimed that Kevin Garnett said about, you know, last summer's slumping with, with Green and Jordan Poole. He said Draymond punching JP is like a senior punching a freshman who's half his size and then walks around talking himself up as if he's like that. Come try me, Dre. 
Draymond Green, as we just told y'all a minute ago, always on go, ready to come back at KG. KG, I mean, uh, Draymond said, tweeted directly at KG, I tried you when I was a rookie, KG, and you started talking to yourself like I wasn't talking to you. What's that like? The freshman picking on a senior citizen that's double his size? The only thing about this whole thing, Kevin Garnett, I guess, caught him by surprise because Draymond added him. He actually added him. Garnett's response was, that's a fake tweet. Elon Musk, see what the F is happening? Fix it. So this was apparently a a parody account who tweeted this. And y'all know a lot of parody accounts out there just make up their own quotes just to get stuff stirred out, stirred up. And if Draymond would have taken one second to even see the, to even uh, recognize the name of the account, Jim, it said NBA Central yeah. instead of NBA Central. So he yeah. he's just like I said, sitting around on go, ready to hear his name call, ready to read his name. Went right at KG. So, what are your thoughts, Jim, on how Draymond probably felt after so, he realized this was fake? Because he obviously had those feelings was- down there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think he care one way or another. I don't think he care one way or another. Like he, you know, but I mean, you don't think he's gonna apologize also, to the bull? You don't think they're gonna be on a podcast no, together? Somebody's gonna get invited to a podcast because they both got one. They'll get invited to a podcast, but you know, I think it's still, it's still like I don't think it's gonna be beef, but it's gonna be like, yo, I said it because like it is what it is. But also, like Red KG's, like is KG saying the NBA sent. NBA Central is fake, or he's saying like, "Yo, Draymond, your tweet is fake news." Like, you soft, Duke. Like, no, I, I think, think he was saying. I think he was saying uh, that the the NBA Central was fake because he said some. Yeah, because he, he put in, in the actual in tweet. Quote. He, he said that quote. he was like NBA Central, and he he actually put Central and not Central. So he was. Yeah, he put it. He in was quote. onto it. But if he, because. At first, I was like, "Well, maybe he's doing like a little little double entendre." Like, "Yo, your tweet is fake too, because you soft." But I don't think KG that smart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, I, I but, don't but, either. So, because I don't, I don't know yeah, what man, the but I mean, of that would be. I <laughs> listen, y'all, man. Y'all, y'all well, I, I, I want to give Draymond credit because I talk a lot of trash about Draymond, but Draymond has somehow made himself one of the most relevant NBA players in the league. Draymond probably isn't a top twenty player. But when it comes to relevance in the NBA, when it comes to notoriety, when it comes to, like, brands, he's probably top ten. I mean, and the thing is, without Draymond says without stuff, top 20 Draymond has already proven that he ain't no bitch. So that's why I yeah. think it'll be something. I think I think, I think somebody's going to get invited to a podcast. He's either going to be on KG or KG's going to come to the Draymond show. Draymond, I think he will apologize about it. But if KG, you know, if he's as tough as he act like he is, like maybe he'll say something slick like, but I'm sure, you know, it had to be something like, you know, what was you talking about? And then it might get discussed. And Draymond's not going to back down from the actual discussion. Oh, He's no, going to tell no, him no, about, no. you know, when that was. Because you saw like KG and um, uh, what's the boy's name? Noah. Uh, yeah. Dude, they had beef with. Joking, Yo- Joking, Joking Noah. Noah. Yeah, so they were, you know, he he invited Joking Noah to the show to clear up all the stuff that Noah had been saying about him for years, because you know KG used to be his idol, or whatever. But but when they first played against each other, KG <laughs> saying some crazy stuff to him, so he ain't messed with him since then. So but you notice when they talked about it, 
you know, they were trying to be nice to each other and everything, but you kept seeing some stuff like coming up where Joe Kim was still being a little defensive, you know, over some stuff. Even if KG just said something like, yeah, you know, here's the move I did to bust your ass. And he was like, I don't know. I was right there with you. Like he, he wasn't going to just let that stuff slide just because they were cool now. And I think it'll be the same type of thing with, with KG and Draymond because Draymond's definitely – He's he's not even going to be passive aggressive about it. Like he's not going to let anything slide. So if KG tries to challenge him on what he actually said, then I think a whole new argument might <laughs> might might start. But but it, but it's interesting. Yeah. Though. Like I said, if Draymond wasn't so emotional all the time, like he could have took two minutes to realize or at least to question. You know the where that quote came from, but Draymond ain't that dude. Draymond, you, you see his name, he coming at your neck. <laughs> yeah, he on go, he on go, yeah. and that's why his team loved him though. <laughs> go, go. He on common, <laughs> he on common time. <laughs> but shout out to Draymond because, like you know, like I said, he ain't no business. He never backed down from from any of this. You know, I I have an issue with how he is around LeBron James these days because that's a, you know, that don't look good for his personality and his his armor that he's worn all of these years. That's a little questionable to me. But other than that, you know, Draymond say what he mean, mean what he say. Um, <clears throat> your young boy, Brandon Miller. <laughs> Brandon Miller. He, he's been – I don't know. This has been his new thing, like with with his quotes. Um, I mean, this dude he he trash talked Michael Jordan. You know, after Mike shot an air ball from the foul line at a Hornets practice or something like that. So this dude, you know, one minute he's he's calling PG to go. Next minute he's talking trash about Mike. Next minute he claims to be trolling the media with some stuff that he says. Um, Jim, do you have his quote? about uh, the stuff he said when they were asking him about his bat, They were questioning his basketball knowledge. I guess when you tell the whole world that Paul George is your GOAT, people start to question your basketball knowledge. So this yeah, was bullshit. what Jimmy's going to read is the response to people questioning his basketball knowledge. <laughs> Yo, young boy said, listen, I don't watch full sports games because I have a life. If you don't flash your highlights, I'm not going to know you, and it's your own fault. I gravitate towards the entertainers. You know, your PGs, Kyries, bone collectors, professors, flight reacts, respectfully. I see no entertainment in a Jonas brother or that Chris dude. <laughs> Yo! Yo. And, okay, just to give some background to everybody out there listening, the Jonas brother and the Chris dude, they came up because – he was making he was on the computer making a random starting five. So, you know, the computer was just generating through some faces and then it stopped on these names. So one, his center was Jonas Valanchunas or whatever his name is. And um <laughs> and the Chris dude that he's talking about is Chris Middleton, you know, NBA world champion from the Milwaukee Bucks. Chris Middleton isn't a superstar doesn't have like this great brand, but if you're a part of the game, you watch the game, coach the game, play the game, especially a fan of the game, you should know who Chris Middleton is. This dude is the number two pick in the draft. 
and didn't know who Chris Middleton was, call him that Chris dude. But Yo, what's the, right, so the craziest part about that, Jim, is Ball said, I don't watch full sports games because I have a life. How are you an NBA player? <laughs> I'm not knocking you for not watching sports, full sports games. I'm knocking you for equating that with not having a life. Your whole existence right now revolves around people watching sports games. So you just insulted everybody who's supposed to sit down and watch you play. So he could he could become no. nice, but when his shoes come out, if he ever gets something, I don't know if they're gonna sell because he's he's just alienated well, the whole population. Now, now, now hear me out though. I think he <laughs> represents seventy percent of NBA fans, and and I think that he represents a lot of like the younger generation. Like they and, and this goes back to like. Attention span, like they don't have the attention span to watch a full game. Yeah. I talk to I talk to young boys, and this is this they kind of they kind of like they say this without saying it. Like, yo, a TikTok this TikTok generation, I don't know how they're ever going to read a full book. They probably don't read no more because they can't read full books because they don't have patience. They just, <laughs> yo, they just like I, I don't know. It's kinda like they, listen, man. Listen, man, China, China, man, China pulled the greatest uh, trick ever, yo. Their act of war was creating TikTok because they just affected culture. Like, like this is a whole new way of war. We ain't got to drop no bomb. We ain't got to send no dumbed us down. We gonna they that. dumbed us down real yo, we bad. Gonna create an app. We gonna create an app, and this app is just gonna like over a long period of time. Like, we can't pay attention. So he represents a whole generation when he says this. So, but, <laughs> yo, but my thing with these young boys, and I said it in the chat, they don't even know how to lie. They come from like the Mike Tyson school of answering questions. They they <laughs> say things that are truthful that you just don't. You don't have to like re- reveal that. Yeah, like you gotta. That's one of those questions where you gotta show your media training. You gotta say something politically correct to protect your brand. Now, as fans, I we love it when when they're. When they're completely honest, it's entertainment for us. That's why we're talking and laughing about it now. But if I'm his publicist, if I'm his agent, shit, if I'm his mom, dog, what are you doing? Like, how are you? You just Yo. alienated most of the fans in the NBA by basically calling them lifeless idiots because they watch full games for people who actually watch full games. I'm going to take you one further, though, Jim. As far as NBA players are concerned, and this is a poem of stat as well, though, he probably represents about 80% of NBA players. Like, you know people like LeBron, students of the game. LeBron sit down and watches games, you know, whenever he gets a chance to. But this, and I'm usually to get off my lawn, dude, but this is, to me, it's, it's not even anything new. This is something I noticed back in the late 90s. Um, when I first kind of started meeting NBA players through some of my homies who had these connections. I talked to a lot of NBA players back then who, when you sit down and talk to them, because that was, you know, that was a time late nineties when I first started, I first got league pass. I sat down every single night and was just watching full games, games that other people wouldn't even watch terrible games, good games. But I'm listening to people who are actually in the league talk, and I'm like, yo, you have no fucking clue what's going on in the league, and you playing it. Dog. And it kind of makes sense, we, though, because we... they're probably always traveling and stuff, so they, they probably get to their hotel, throw on Sports Center or something like that. 
But the takes were like totally ignorant, man. I'm like, yo, you know nothing Dog, about. We, we were, we were, and I think we, you were in there too. Me, we were in a um, a 2K league online some years back with an NBA player. <laughs> and I remember oh, one time yeah. talking to him. And some of the stuff he was like, letting me in about on all about the, about like like the league. He was like, yo, they all, not only do they not watch, they don't care. He was like, right. you know, cats is being in their own world. Like they, some people are just like gifted physically. Um, right. which puts them in a position to make a lot of money for their family. But it, it's literally not their interest. Like, their interest might be, yo, fishing, science. Some dudes, like, yo, books. Like, it just be, I mean, they're human. Um, right. They just happen to be gifted. And then some people take it because they just want to be great at what it is they do. Um, right, that's, and also, that's when you get the LeBrons care. and the Kobe's who watch yeah, everybody yeah. because they out here studying what you do. Other dudes, you know, see, even the thing, when though, they you remember, pick up a, a remote, they're doing it for entertainment, and it's not entertaining, so they just roll out. <laughs> have you ever watched the um? Have you ever watched the uh? It was um all the smoke interview with uh Phil Handy, the coach Phil Handy, uh, the assistant coach for the Lakers. No, I didn't see he that. He was one. on um all the yeah. Go back and watch that episode. It was a pretty good episode, but he was talking about Kobe, and he said the struggle with Kobe um. You know, Kobe went through that phase, like, you know, where he just wasn't passing the ball to nobody. The Lakers was losing. He right. put up numbers. Yeah. And he said the problem with Kobe in that time was him watching how everybody else worked. He was like, he worked so hard at, like, just becoming great at his craft, and the other dudes just didn't care about the game at all. Like, so he had a hard time trusting them to pass him the ball Cause he's like, yo, let's go get some shots up, and they're like, man, I'm going, I'm, I'm going over here to see this young man. And for him, he just didn't understand the mentality, and it actually played itself out when he started asking to go to Chicago and all that kind of stuff. Cause he just couldn't understand how professionals didn't want to, you know, compete or um, work in their games. But he was talking about it though. He said that was like a real mental struggle for him, because it's like sometimes if you're if you're gifted or great, it's, it's also why like great players to make bad coaches. I remember Magic talking about this when he came back trying to coach. And he be trying to tell them dudes, like, yo, just look this and do that. And they're like, dude, I don't got the ability to do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> my name ain't Magic. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, what do you mean? Like, I ain't got eyes in the back of my head. What are you talking about? But it's also, like, it's why Mike struggles. Like, you ever watch Mike on the side of the game when the game is going on? He'd be, like, going through it. But everybody don't have his ability. And everybody don't care enough either. So I think that he represents a lot of folks. But these young boys, yo, outside of Jalen Hurts, because we just talked, uh, you know, before we came on about Jalen Hurts' media training. These yeah. young boys don't care about that. And that's why Jalen Hurts is getting his bag right now because yeah, he knows how to play the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, yes, he, he knows how to play the game. He already got his contract. You know you're going to see Jalen Hurts in more and more commercials. Like, he about to get his bag because he knows what he's doing. I mean, I'm like he's all you other young boys keep right entertaining thing. us. That's cool, you know. God, because yeah, you know, and it's funny because even me. before he became, a, even before he became a star on the field, we used to joke about that because I was like, "Yo, being here in Philly, he says everything and does everything to like ingratiate." That's why the they loved him when he was still mid. Like when we were still, yeah, they me did. And B was still criticizing him. Everybody started loving him. I'm like, yo, y'all can't just love the dude because he's nice and saying the right stuff. Makes him like him. He be showing still got to show and prove he on the show up, He would show up at the cheesesteak places, buying everybody cheesesteaks while while wearing a Randall jersey. 
Like, yo, he was angry, yo. He was, yo, mad extra. You know exactly what he was doing. Yeah, he was mad extra with it. So, but again, that's all. Listen, you got to give his team credit. They know what it is. Right. Right. Yeah, so in NFL news, man, it's a lot of controversy going around. Um, a lot of NFL running backs are upset because, you know, the devaluing oh, Dan, of their quick, position. Though, Dan, real quick, real quick. Huh? Before we switch over to that, before we switch over to that, I got to give you some more um, um, some more reality TV stuff that's like, just coming across the interwebs. I told you uh, Dean Harden was already going on with his IG story. Now, yeah. This is this is this is some more young boy behavior, but because you do it, everybody picks up on it. So his his Twitter and IG bio said professional athlete for the Philadelphia 76ers. It now says professional athlete. He took the Sixers off his bio on Twitter and IG, <laughs> and, and he changed his location to not say Philadelphia no longer because his location used to say Philadelphia PA, and he removed it. Yeah, I mean it's crazy today how. They, you know, once you're fed up with a situation, you can just throw a temper tantrum, and it all revolves around social media. It all revolves around social media. Yo, all who, you do is make who is subtle changes to your social media. <laughs> because now it's yeah. on every every sports zone is reporting it, but it's like who is watching it to catch it when it first happens? Like, I never sit and think like, yo, let me let me go look up Rudy Gobert's bio and see what he got in his bio. Like, that's what I, I think these days. I mean, because you've seen it. You've seen huge media networks even sometimes report stuff wrong because they're actually reporting something that they saw on social media. Like, social media is the news now. It makes the news. It's yep. the newsmaker. Yeah. So they probably saw somebody on social media talking about it. Oh, let's report this. we got to be first. <laughs> Listen, man. You know, some fan social probably media, noticed digital... it said something. This digital world we living in is so crazy. I was watching yesterday, a couple of days ago, Disney had their earnings call. And Bob Iger, who's the CEO of Disney, said that he's trying to sell anything linear, meaning ABC, Freeform, all the jobs that come on like regular traditional TV. Boy mm-hmm. said traditional TV is dead. Dying. <laughs> and Disney, Disney's going 100% into the streaming game because he don't even like ABC, dog? Like, yo, he's getting it out of here. Is it, is it better like, than yo. sports talk? <laughs> and the thing is, with, ES, with ESPN, keeping it sports-related, with ESPN, the only reason that he's not moved everything to ESPN Plus yet is because of the contracts in place with the major sports networks. So wow. once they come back up, ESPN might go full streaming too. Wow. Anyway, this is just crazy. goes into the whole conversation about where we're at. Definitely, definitely a situation. All right, let's get to the NFL. Um, what, what the NFL, NFL trying to uh, catch up to the NBA with their reality TV, too. They're they a little yeah, bit behind, but they're uh, trying to catch up with these running backs. Like I said, the running backs, um, running backs are, are upset because, I mean, we've already seen it happening in the, in the past five to ten years, but their position is really being devalued. And the stuff that's happening this off season is really shining a light on it. So some of them are starting to actually speak out about it. Now, I guess the straw that broke <clears throat> the camel's back is the fact that uh, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs for the Raiders, and um, Pollard for the Dallas Cowboys, all three of those guys were franchise tagged, and none of them got a deal done by the deadline. Um, 
So, you know, a lot of running backs are taking that as disrespect. Josh Jacobs was widely known last season as, like, the best running back in the league. Saquon Barkley had a bounce-back year from all of his injuries. And we all know that, you know, Tony Pollard became kind of the better running back in Dallas over Ezekiel Elliott until he got hurt. Um, so Tony Pollard is the one, okay, I understand that one. <clears throat> he got a, a a season-ending injury, but late in the season, so they don't really know how he's going to come back. So I kind of understand why he has to be kind of on a prove-it deal, a prove-it contract right now. Uh, Saquon Barkley, what we heard last week is that they were close to getting something done. I guess they couldn't get the numbers together, so he's still franchise tagged. <clears throat> Josh Jacobs, like I just said, He's under the franchise tag. Other good running backs, Dalvin Cook, Kareem Hunt, they just straight up got released. (laughs) No franchise tag, no long-term deal. They just straight up got released. And Dalvin Cook was very, you know, he he, he was a big contributor to what the the Vikings did last season. And you know how the Chubb-Kareem Hunt uh, duo, you know, what they do for Cleveland. That's all they had on offense pretty much uh, last season. Austin Eckler who scored more touchdowns than any player over the last two years, he was just straight up denied a contract extension from the Los Angeles Chargers. And, you know, he's pretty much been vocal about it. And this is a quote from him. He said, I've been pretty vocal about this because it's not good for our running back market as far as capital coming in. It's putting like a ceiling on it. There's no new contracts being made. There's no new comparables that are actually relevant because there's been a set number Set on guys. From a player aspect, we have no control of that. I have no control. So really, who we want answers from is the ownership. Like, why are you doing this? What's the reasoning? Derrick Henry, um, he went on a podcast, and he had some words as well. I don't actually have his quotes. But running backs are starting to speak out. But, Jimmy, do you understand, like, do you understand why running backs are being devalued? Like as a so from a business so perspective, is, do you do you get it? This is, um, the teams don't find value, and they feel like I can go draft a guy in the third, fourth round, bring him in for next to nothing, and get the same production I can out of a top five guy. They don't see value there. But the thing is, what's funny about this is, they said that there's a there's a like starting starting running back group chat, and they all tried to organize <laughs> and decided on decided on a specific day to attack via the media and social media. Oh, so that's why it's all, all coming out, out at the same time. Yeah, this was this was all coordinated. And I was sitting there thinking about who decides who makes the group chat and who doesn't. Like who who are the running back right. that was like, Nah, don't let don't let Miles in here bitch that nigga like who decides who makes <laughs> it and who decided it at the group chat. Yeah, he just, that's the he one just thing. signed. He just signed, fuck that nigga. He just signed with the Panthers. And, yeah, and he don't need to be here. And also I was watching a podcast. The funny thing is it wasn't even a sports podcast, it was a Bitcoin podcast and Saquon Barkley happened to show up on there. Um, talking about money, I didn't even know Saquon. You know, Saquon, you know, got a little, you know, a little Penn State education, but he was talking some real good stuff. But he just went on a tirade in the middle of having a conversation about his business. He just went on a tirade in the NFL, um, and you know, was kind of letting his hands go. But I'm sitting there as he's saying, it's like they you probably guys told have him no that leverage. from the chat, like, yo, any interview you do, you got to say something, dog. Even if yeah, it ain't like, about. but you guys have <laughs> no leverage. They have no leverage. Like, what? They're already telling you. The league is telling you how they value you. So you're going to complain and get what? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to complain and get what? But the funny thing the is, and Austin Eckler sounds like an intelligent dude, but Austin Eckler, he might be the poster boy for why it's the way it is. 
Austin Eckler was yeah, an undrafted go... free agent, <laughs> and he became listen, a very man, good running back. So this is why they devalue listen, y'all because we've already seen in the draft. I mean, there was a you know they they drafted the dude Bishon this year because they say he's just different. He's generational. But we don't. We generally don't even see running backs getting drafted in the first round anymore. That's how much they've devalued the position. Back when we were growing up, running backs damn near went first most of the time. They were the most important thing Yo, that you can add to a team. Chiefs, now every team has running back by committee is, anyway. So why I got to pay you? The Chiefs you know just won a bowl. The Chiefs just won a bowl, and they only they barely got a running back. And I know that because me and you <clears> both had it was Talan Fantasy who was ass cheeks. They, they barely got a running back. The dude, yeah, the dude, they started for more than three quarters of the season. They just benched him all of a sudden. <laughs> like, they just benched yo, him all of way, a sudden. Shout, yo, yo, shout, shout out to our brother Savad who's in the chat. I got a couple things in the chat I want to bring to the uh, to the show because Tobias made a point. Um, He said that there's 18 receivers in the NFL that make 18-plus million a season, and he don't think there's 10 number one receivers in the league, yet there's 18 dudes making that kind of money. Right. But that also shows I mean, that they put more value in the wide receiver position right now. I, yeah, right now, you know, the league has turned to such a passing league because I've always said this, and anybody who's listened to the show for 13 years know that, you know, I've always harped on the fact that I think wide receiver is the most dependent position in the sport. Like, you can be the best wide receiver yeah. in the league if you don't have anybody decent throwing it to you. You become a non-factor. You know what I'm saying? Yo, look how many years and also a else, talent like Larry Fitzgerald wasted in in Arizona. Um, what, what, his, what can Terrell his numbers Owens, really Larry be? Larry Fitzgerald, like Terrell, Terrell Owens, Larry Fitzgerald, Randy Moss. Most of those guys didn't win a bunch of bowls. Um, you know, Megatron. Right. Like yo. Anyway, listen. Shout to shout to our brother Davis backwards, who's uh, also in the chat. He dropped the stat for me. And by the way, uh, Savad, just want to let you know that. Um, I gotta keep it a foul. I was telling Dev earlier before we came on that I'm straight jealous of the fact that your team gets uh, to have Patrick Mahomes because I watch uh, like most of the. Um, I told him I can't show, watch the last just, episode, man. I ain't ready. Yo, I'm just jealous because I can't, <laughs> I can't lie. Boy is really boy. He, he yeah, he's really that boy. It's not not to say bad about him. Boy is the best player in the league, and I hate the fact that your team got him. Man. He, just that simple. And but the, anyway, right? Survive, and he's at the point survive, where he knows um, it, so he knows it, so he talk like yeah. it, like. Savad dropped the, um, some some data. It says that the Super Bowl winning uh, leading rusher since 2009 all the way up to 2020. In 2009, it was Pierre Thomas who was only making 460,000 as a base salary. James Stark for the Packers in 2010 was making 320,000 as a base salary. The Giants and my Bradshaw 1.5. The Ravens Ray Rice was only making two. Percy Harvin was the running back for the Seahawks in 2013 2.5. LeGarrette Blunt for the Patriots, seven hundred and thirty thousand. The Broncos won with CJ Anderson making five eighty five. The Patriots in twenty sixteen with LeGarrette Blunt making seven sixty. When the Eagles won, LeGarrette Blunt made nine hundred thousand. The Patriots won again. Sony Michelle was making four hundred and eighty thousand. The Chiefs in twenty nineteen when they won was Damian Williams who made a mill fifty thousand. And then the Buccaneers <laughs> with Leonard Fournette again, uh, two mil. Yo, so I just looking at that, teams are winning chips, and they're not putting no chicken into the running back. So what leverage do any of these guys have? And the thing is, everybody you named 
had like two more dudes on the team that got damn near as many carries as they did. They just happened to lead the game in rushing, if if we're talking the actual Super Bowl game. Like, remember, LeGarrette Blunt had – he had uh, – it was, it, it was two other dudes with him, the dude that they got from – damn, why am I blanking out on people's names? <laughs> did they get him from Miami or did he go to Miami after Philly? I, I, I forgot dude's name. But, you know, when they won the chip, they had him. And, and they had Corey Clements. They had, they had a few people. And Corey Clements was actually a star in the Super Bowl that year, but he was doing it mostly out of the backfield. But yeah, it's it's, it's Yo, running said, back by committee. You got a few Patel. teams. You got just a few that Patel still do like the whole bell cow type thing. Who? He said uh, Pacheco was started uh, started for the Chiefs Pacheco. and was damn near on welfare. <laughs> right. So it, yeah, it, it's it's. It's crazy, but like I said, Austin Eckler, going back to him, is like he seems to be their spokesperson at this point. He might have started the group chat, but he is, like if you look at him, his his career is the dream and the nightmare all in one. Like the dream that you were yeah. undrafted and you became one of the best running backs in the league, you got all of these touchdowns, but the nightmare part is they're going to use your story to not pay and draft running backs. <laughs> like yo, we Listen, didn't we didn't draft him, and he nice. Like, what we gotta do this for? Why we gotta draft him in the first round and pay them a whole bunch of money? Like if Pollard, he Listen, was the backup. And that's the thing. Like, 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 like Austin didn't really, like he didn't even like a real vocal guy. He was more of like a meek guy. Even though he made an intro to the group chat, you know what I'm saying? And you said he dreams of nightmares. <laughs> no more. Yo, um. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? Bars. I was laughing at something that Tobias said. Tobias, Tobias said Derrick Henry went crazy. They paid Ryan Tannehill. Yo, he was, Derrick, <laughs> Derrick Henry carried them in the playoffs, and they paid Ryan Tannehill, yo. That's why it don't yo. matter if your quarterback did nothing. Your quarterback's more important, no matter what you did. Oh, God. So, you like you know, that. They just, All right, so they just slap yeah. dude in the face. Yeah, man. That's hilarious, yo. So I don't know what right, well, I don't know what they think they have in terms of uh, leverage, but they, yeah, they gotta they gonna want to you know do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Take that chicken or just don't show up. Yeah, I better learn how to run routes. <laughs> I better switch, lose a couple pounds, learn how to run routes. Yo, the, the Vikings, receiver. yo, the Vikings, yo, the Vikings is respectful. They just cut Dalvin like he wasn't Dalvin. Yo, Cook. he just like, cut, cut Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. <laughs> Dalvin Cook was nice last year. They just cut Dalvin Cook. Like, he ain't Cook. paying you that. Yo, Cook nice you probably showed him his number. They're like, what? Fuck out of here. It was the same thing with Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders had his best uh, year in the league last year. And the Eagles was like, no. <laughs> you better go find something else. Like, no. So, yeah. I'm, but they like, we want the And the thing is, they picked up two or three good backs after he left. So it's like teams just move on. Like, whatever, cuz. And I do want to add some context to that meme going around. Because there's a meme going around that says that the average kicker is making more than the average running back. Right? And although it's true, there's not as many kickers as running backs. So you have a lot of, like, third string running backs on teams that bring that number down, which makes that number possible. So. You know, yeah, yeah, be yeah. careful looking at the average and not the median. So, cause, so FOH. I mean, because teams don't them. even generally have backup kickers. You're not wasting a roster spot on another kicker. If your kicker is struggling, if your kicker gets hurt, 
you're you're pretty much running tryouts on Monday. Like, you're it's you're running tryouts on Monday. You ain't got nobody in the building unless your punter is nice like that and can kick. And I ain't going to lie. I'd probably rather have Justin Tuck than any running back in the league, to be honest with you. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Word. Word. And that's another thing. These dudes can kick to they 60 because they don't do nothing. They're not football players. <laughs> Damn. 60. Running backs can play to they 24. <laughs> Running backs can run to they 24. Kickers can kick to they 60. But, um, yeah, man, I don't even want to sound like that. I mean, when I played football, I was a running back. I mean, those were the days when running backs were important. But, but you know, so, so I'm not against y'all, but I'm just being real with y'all right now. Like, I need a different angle to, 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 come, to come from with this. All right, so last thing on the NFL, man. Um, another another interesting quote from the week, and this does come from a quarterback. I won't have ten interceptions this year, and that comes from Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott. Do you believe him? Nope. I believe him. He won't have ten. Not at all. He'll probably have about fifteen, eighteen. <laughs> yeah, fifteen, sixteen. <laughs> he he should have worded that differently because it makes it easy to say, oh yeah, you're right. You won't have ten. You have twenty. It's something crazy. I just I just looked up who had the highest career earnings in NFL history at running back. So number one is Adrian Peterson, who's made over a hundred mil playing football. But number two is shocking to me a little bit. Number two, in only seven seasons, Ezekiel Elliott has made the most uh, career earnings at running back. He's made over seventy million dollars. Well, you know, he's got, Jerry, he's got guys like Edmund, Frank Gore, Reggie Bush, Shady. Like you got to remember though, if there is an, an well, I can't say – I was going to say a GM, but he's the owner and the GM. But if there is an owner who still low-key values the position, is dude because he's always in the mix mm-hmm. for a good running back. Like I said, I think the only reason Pollard – Jerry, that's one thing you can't say about Jerry. Jerry breaks his players off, you know what I'm saying, when they perform. I think the only reason Pollard didn't get – uh, broke off is because of the injury. So they still on some, man, you were next in line. You you were, like, Jerry does that sentimental stuff. Like, Zeke should have probably been gone, you know, a season earlier. Yeah. But, you know, he, he let him stick around because he was paying him all that money and he gets buddy-buddy with his players. I think he was like, you know, Pollard finally pushed out Zeke, you know, which hurts my heart a little bit. But now he's hurt, so I can't pay him. So I might have to go grab somebody else. So Gary might—he—he he still believes in some of the old school methods in football. Um, but he got a quarterback who said he's not going to throw ten interceptions, so he might not need a running back this year. Because um, Dak about to light it up. Dak about to light it up. Shout out to Dak. All right, man. So what happened this week while everybody was on the grind? Yes, sir. While you're on the grind, it's brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies and you and your busy to custom website. Go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203 and just go, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, get you get you your custom website, man. But it's time to talk about what happened while you were on the Grizz Naive. Um, more NBA drama. And uh, more NBA drama. Tobias, we'll get you in a minute, good brother. But more NBA drama. Zion Williamson. Is leaving cryptic IG with the biggie folks and he ready to die and all that. Like, what's good with your man, y'all? 
Um, I don't know. First, it was the chick bugging about him. Um, she out here calling him a woman beater now. I guess the pressure is getting the dude. You know, whether he did it or not, nah. he, the pressure is mounting because he got this chick who will not be quiet. And, um, yeah, he out here uh, tweeting or IG. Just, His IG just, story had suicidal thoughts from the Ready to Die album. He quoting big about wanting to leave here. Like, you can't play like that, Zion. You know what I'm saying? You, you, and yeah, he what's been that going on in his is. life lately, that. <laughs> that's a bad look. So somebody check on Zion. He missing he missing he missing her warm mouth. That's all that is. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? He, 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 yeah, he he missing how, you know, her mouth used to be plugged and she couldn't talk so much. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Zion, all you got, all you got, listen. He Zion, wish he could put the stopper in go, again. Yo, just go, just go to a busy street. Pull over, get your little Corvette. Pull over, and you'll be cool. And you get something in no right. time, man. Right. Yeah, man. Right. Corvette, oh, you need new Lamborghinis. So, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> they you know going crazy with, with G Money say? He's going crazy over this shit. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, Corvette pulling him right now. That's why you need a little Corvette. Put him in the back. Corvette, you got him, man. Hit him off with a fitty. Yo. $100 worth of vet. Yo, I'm about to do a whole. <laughs> I'm about to create a whole podcast just just doing um review reviews of a of a gold digger video. Anyway, um, <laughs> next no, thing that happened while you yo, <laughs> next thing that happened while you were on the grind. Shout out to Barry Barry Irvin, aka Barry Luther the King. Um, he gave forty k to a ninety three year old South Carolina woman in her legal battle to protect her family home from an encroaching developer. Kyrie has given over the last couple of years more than a half million dollars in like GoFundMe, so he's he's getting his money directly to the people. Kyrie put his money where his mouth is. You can hate him all you want, but you know when it comes to matters off the court where he actually shows that he cares about human beings, like you can't, you can't, you can't knock him. You, know, you can't slander his name. Listen, man, he's just giving out money. You can't. This it just sound to me. I didn't read the article. It sound to me like you know he's helping his lady fight gentrification. You always see in these little newly gentrified areas, <laughs> you always see that one raggedy-ass house sitting in the middle of all this new stuff. And, like, you throw the hand up, like, Yo, yeah, the story. old lady didn't sell. She wouldn't sell. <laughs> Yo, the story, right the story is crazy, though, because she owns a couple acres, and she's, like, so they're trying to build, like, oh, this, all this, really like, whole to... town around it. Yeah. So what's the, the problem is, though, she claims, according to her lawsuit, they start coming on her property, breaking shit. Like they were like really going hard, trying to get her. Like they were, they were committing crimes, trying to get her to sell. Damn. Like making it difficult for her to live there. And she this like, they think movie. I'm just gonna run because <laughs> I'm a old. Stuff right yeah. There. Basically, basically, yeah. She like they think I'm gonna run because I'm an old lady. But um, no, we gonna we gonna have this rumble. But she on a couple acres. She has been in her family forever. So She's you know, like me and, me and Barry gonna rumble these. She got a new friend now yeah, with some deep pockets. So. What's up? Yeah, yep. man. Shout to Moski, man. You know, that's my nickname for boy Moski, man. The most skilled ever because his highlight reel is like second to none. Maybe Nick Van Exel, but that's pretty much it. Barry, <laughs> um, probably, he going to adopt her as his grandma. It's on. <laughs> yo, he's yo, he going um, he to call her right into his gang, his, uh, his tribal gang, yeah. Anyway, man, uh-huh. shout to Barry, man. Much, much love uh, <clears throat> and shout to him, man. 
Um, yes, sir. Speaking of these young guards, man, Steph Curry, Steph Curry. Well, Steph Curry's an OG at this point, which is crazy. It's how old we are. But Steph Curry won the American Century Championship with the Eagle on the last hole in a hole-in-one on Saturday. Steph is out of control. His hand-eye coordination is um, otherworldly. Shoot or shoot, man. Shoot or shoot. Like, come on. He, like, come on. No human being can do that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it it definitely is getting ridiculous because, you know, we always see the videos of Steph pregame shooting all these crazy shots and, you know, before he go back into the tunnel to get taped up or whatever he do, he shoot the ball damn near from the tunnel all net. I mean, now this dude out here making hole-in-ones and winning celebrity golf tournaments with eagles on the last hole, like, he really do this. Shout out to Patrick Mahomes. This is what I do. <laughs> I watch film. Like, yeah. like he's just amazing. And, and, and people gravitate toward him. Just the same reasons we always talked about. He does all this, but he seems like the everyman. Like, he's not some crazy, God-gifted, you know, with his, with his body type dude. Like, he's the average height walking around here doing super things from, from, from an average body. You know, now he's like – like, I really think – because, you know, he uh, – he put the golf program together at Howard University. Like, he funds that or whatever. However, that's mm-hmm. legal in college athletics. I don't even know the story on that. But, but he, like, he really does this. So I can see Steph, like, jumping on the tour after he retires. Like, who else did that? Yeah, Isn't, that's the um, talk now. Like, that's Tony Romo really on the tour or something like that? Somebody's, like, really on the tour. Like, like in certain events. I didn't and know I can that, see but Steph doing that. He looks I, like... Yeah. I can't really tell you what a prodigy in golf is, but he looks like he's that good. <laughs> Listen, it's, yo, I'm telling you, it's his hand not his hand not coordination is is otherworldly, man. Like the son of Dells is just different, man. Like he's just different. He's just different. Yeah, and As and he's bringing a new culture to golf. You know, Tiger already. You know, Tiger was that dude who golf was so quiet and you had to be reserved and stuff. You know, Tiger gave you the fist pump and. Yeah, and flex and all that. Yo, Steph is like running the course. Like he'd make a big shot and he'd yo. Like run around the course like an airplane. And plus, yo, he ran like 150 plus, yards know. after the hole in one, like celebrating and like like he's won the NBA. Plus, we know we know that he'll give you 30. Like it's not even a question. Like he can give you 30 <laughs> and come out here and do this. Like you right. know what I'm saying? Like he's right. a yo. So it's different. This would be different. Shoot I'm actually shoot, I actually want to see. Yeah, I want to see it happen, man. Salute to the brother, man. Hand-eye coordination is top-notch, otherworldly, man. But, you know, yeah, man. shoot to, or uh, shoot. The stuff is making it happen, man. But anyway, man, yo, let's get Tobias on the line. Let me, let me see if I get Tobias on the line, man, so we can, you know, talk about some running backs. Where, where, where's the brother at, man? Roll damn tide. Soggy these cheese steaks I bought home. Oh, okay. hey, roll tide, gentlemen. I just got back from God's <laughs> country. Had me a pig ear sandwich, <laughs> in town, man. Good eating, fellas. Chicks acting like they helping babies while you're in town, and we find out. Hey, Yo, hey, Tobias, you remember that first day when you and I talked about it and we were showing so much compassion for that girl? And then she, yeah. she, she played us out, man. Hey, and watch everybody get mad when she gets a long sentence. <laughs> what are you doing to her? Well, hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, Tobias, when you was out there, you had some pork? 
Yeah, man, of course, man. Yeah. Hey, you can't have a good time if about that If you want some barbarian coochie, be my guy. If you that hey, person I that, that but you I tell need you this, some so, barbarian say, hey. coochie, go get you. You set yourself hey. up. He has some pool. I got pork. a little cousin, right? He's 21 in love with, with an Anglo girl on, like, cuz. And he up there going raw. He going to get Zion on over there. That's all I got to say. But I got a question if for you. If you want some barbarian coochie, be my guy. <laughs> If you that thirsty hey, I, that you need some barbarian coochie, go get you some barbarian coochie. <laughs> and I hope she got it. Hey, hey, Jim, man, I got hey, a question Jim. for you, man. He said he, said he raw dogging, though. Like, his cousin going to be on. Yeah, my cousin is, yeah. I'm very proud he, to be African-American. Yeah, but I'm way, also very proud that my wife is white. Yeah. Oh, Hubert. <laughs> You about to get fired. You was getting Sorry, fired, man. by the way. But but one thing though, like I gotta ask Jimmy this question: How did it feel that Kyrie kept that woman from getting evicted from one of your properties? You was hounding that innocent black lady, hey, man. Hey, come on, come on. I, yo, I got nothing to do with that. I got nothing to do with that, man. I got nothing to do with that. Jimmy, like he did. Jimmy's like, hey, I don't care how long this man is fam, I need my money. Jimmy sound like one of those Soprano cats, man. Uh, you know, okay, how old you are? <laughs> but but y'all talk this right. Like the one thing is, I think what happens when people always get into a fray about this. There's a difference between a weapon at running back who will really help you in a pass game than a runner. And before I get in that, sometimes we gotta ask who these quarterbacks are on these teams that won these Super Bowls. Brady won all these Super Bowls with no wide receivers. Patrick Mahomes just won or, one. Or, or, run, or running back. Or yeah. running back. He's Pat, he Pat, he's Pat, top running back either. Yeah, I think the, the real top flight one he had was Corey Diller. I think that was it. Uh, I had looked that up. Shut up, Fred. But uh, No, no. Also, I, I mean, at least name-wise, yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily think Corey Dillon was at his best when he won with them. But that's yeah. probably the biggest Not at name. All. He, he won with. Yeah, but but one thing also is Patrick Mahomes just won a Super Bowl with a bunch of number three wideouts. They didn't even keep the wide receivers they had last year. They put the money no, to the listen, tight end. The NFL so goes, the NFL that's, that's what makes me, you know, I, like I always tell you, I root for Patrick Mahomes. I root for Andy Reid. But certain things make make me hate that he's that good because you got Juju talking trash. Like, yeah. <laughs> Come no, on, man. Like, come here's on, the thing, right? NFL goes two ways. Look now, now. I mean, obviously, quarterbacks always where you invest your money, but now the tight end is is is, is the position. The tight end is the glorified yeah, position now. Like most of these teams got fired tight ends, and you don't know who they receive. And don't, are. And, and don't none of them block. Yeah, I tell you what, Saquon's real problem is, but he can't say it. Daniel Jones got money immediately, despite his aside of week 40. After Daniel Jones' rookie year, he has not thrown for more touchdowns and games played and got $40 million. You can find that in a draft. the right position. <laughs> Daniel Jones so mad. Right but that's Let's what Jimmy just said. He was saying how uh, Tannehill got paid, you know, yeah, before Henry. Yeah, and Tannehill's yeah, better than Daniel Jones, Jones, though. So I can see where yeah. Saquon beefing. Daniel Jones. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah but here's well, my thing. Is. My thing is when you watch the Giants play last year, Saquon was probably about eighty nine point six percent of their offense. I just made that stat up. But yo, <laughs> he was their whole. He was their whole offense. Like, yeah. 
them backup running backs ain't move to rock. Like so, I, I'm interested to see if he really if he really don't show up and all that. They gonna be in danger. Yeah, for sure. That ball gonna be in trouble. Yeah, because thing here's the other thing, right? When you look at the NFL draft, for example. Besides quarterback, most of these guys drafting first round aren't getting the fifth-year option picked up anyway because it's too much money. Chase Young didn't get his fifth-year option picked up. But the thing is, I always say with wide receiver, I had a buddy of mine I was talking to. I was like, dude, you know you can find wide receivers anywhere, too. Look, the Cincinnati Bengals got the best receiver room in the league. Only one of them was a first-round pick. Stephon Diggs was a fifth-round pick, you know. Edelman, I think Brady made him, but he was undrafted and played quarterback, you know. I just think that sometimes... Brady made a whole genre of receivers. Deion Brandt got paid for the Brady. Deion Brandt got a Super Bowl MVP. And then left, thought he was the shit, and then left, and you never heard from him again until he came back. I'll say this real quick. Off the Eckler, I'll I'll say this real quick, Jamie. Keenan Allen got $20 million. Yeah, people are running back to her. This dude's hurt every year since college. And Keenan and Eckler is a better receiving weapon than he is. And I'm like, why are we paying? I think the problem with the end of, like sports in general, teams get in trouble when they pay average, good, great money. And I just think Keenan Allen not a bad player, but they don't call like 700 yards last year. I mean, why Keenan Allen, is, he's the dude when he, he's that dude when he's not hurt. Because but that's the problem. Quarterback hey, forced the ball to him like it's going out of style. But he's Mike always Williams hurt. always hurt too. And like yo, so Daniel, yo, Daniel Jones threw for thirty two hundred yards last season with fifteen touchdowns and five interceptions. They didn't want yo, him throwing the ball. <laughs> they didn't want him throwing the ball. And like yo, what happens is that's what I'm saying. He, he, he didn't throw five interceptions because he nice with it. He threw five <laughs> interceptions because he don't throw the ball. Against the Vikings terrible defense, he balled. When he played a good defense, he was Daniel Jones. And what happens is and like I knew guys a New York Giants fans working one out. He was like, Man, Danny Dodd, he wins. I'm like, bruh, QB win loss that's the most overrated stat in the league. You could find someone with that stat line in the third round of the draft, <laughs> you know, and save right. you the money. And, and paying you someone the like same way, he's going to win if the team's good enough to even, win. Even Kirk Cousins, they had to let a lot of people go because it, Kirk Cousins, don't get me wrong, he is a contract god, right? I love him for that. But the but the issue is that, right, these other players, no, this guy ain't that good. You pay him, where my money at? That's why I like the, the uh, I'm Christian. Talk, I'm, I'm talking bad about the, Kirk the, Cousins, man. Yeah, <clears throat> hey, he is a contract god, though. He the NBA players take take buyouts. I love him, right? Cause he take money. Yeah, no, but, no, no, Kirk. We just we just watched that that uh, documentary series, so no, no, Kirk yeah, Cousins. No, Kirk Cousins. But yo, yeah. The one thing I want to say that um, Saquon said on that podcast <clears throat> that I, I didn't know is when he was talking about getting franchise tag. Because I always thought the franchise tag is you get the average of, of the uh, top five at your position. And he said that's true. He said top five at his position because, don't make that much though. <laughs> but here's what he said. He said it's also not just the five at your position currently. It's the five at your position over the last five years. I said, well, damn, oh. that changes things. I didn't know that. You ain't one. Because I here's the other thing, right? Here's the other I thing. These owners, dog, they got, they got, the, they got the fine print that, uh, you know what I mean? Like, they, these owners be on it. Like, they, they, I need, you know, they find need. a way. <laughs> How these players be signing off on this, though? How the players' <laughs> unions be signing off on this? They'd be so hyped to be yeah, like, NFL this is my dream. Yo, they're, 
their union is a joke. Yes, and CJ McCollum must be running that union too. But uh, you know, but <laughs> with that, CJ, CJ, yeah, CJ, CJ, stopping super teams, man. <laughs> but the problem, once the one issue is that right, like y'all saying, to cut the bargaining. But like Josh Jacobs, it's crazy that Hunter Renfro get a mid level man. Oh, that's cool. I'm a three receiver. <laughs> in there, uh, but uh, but what happens is, but Josh Jacobs pulling teeth, even though he's a weapon in the pass in the run game, and uh, he's one of the best receivers and runners at his position. He's a weapon, but Chaco from the Chiefs is a runner, and I think sometimes it's that like any teams that we got to carry running running backs like that. We can run our quarterback, but your quarterback gonna get hurt, and you're gonna be screwed. Just like the Eagles, right? They go run Jalen Hurts all the time, but you saw what happened to Cam Newton. You can run him all the time, and see what happens. Hmm. And, uh, and Josh Allen, they try to run him all the time. You saw how he got banged up. Don't you? When you pay these quarterbacks forty, fifty million dollars, wouldn't you want to make the running back get those carries? Josh Allen's just reckless when he runs. Yeah. He, he, yeah. he don't want uh, to run like, out of bounds. He don't want to slide. He want to dish yeah, out punishment like Cam Newton was. It's going to backfire yeah, one and, time. Yeah, and like y'all was talking about, like with Jalen Hurts, right? Nick Saban, we had all his quarterbacks in Alabama. He sound like freaking robots on the stand. Yeah, I'm right, you know. Uh, but but it's it's like a development coming up. But the one thing that was him, right? He understood the joke I always made. You become likable, so that when you if you do stink, it ain't nobody's fault. Case of point, Derek Carr. Everybody likes him. So hey, he blamed the Raiders for everything. Uh, you know, but but the thing is, but he put the work in though also, and uh, and they actually schemed right around his his like his limitations as the anticipation passer. They're not asking him to do what he's not good at, except for those deep balls. But other than that, they asked what you know what he's good at, and that's good coaching as well. But I do think these players, right? They get screwed every time a collective bargaining. Because they don't see the long game. Oh, we're going to look like the owners are going to find somebody cheap and easy. Maybe that's a problem, too, guys, that owners can't find cheaper replacements for you. The Do NBA they care don't about the problem. long game, though? They probably like, look, no. you know what I mean? Our shelf life ain't that long. Got to get mine but, while I'm here. And then the next, you know, five years later, the next people walk in, they're getting screwed. <laughs> but, see, I'm cool. But, see, what happens is they, that long game may be a year. And, like, you may only have a year at this because this, you got to make the team. And I think, like, a running back salary, like Nick Chubb, I think he signed, a, I looked it up, a three-year, $36 million. I think that's just maybe what they have to do, take those deals. And I do think, for like, McCaffrey, right? You ain't got no what, damn choice. <laughs> yeah, take but, but, but like, with Christian McCaffrey, right, his pay is high. He got, he got the Anglo-Saxon bump, you know, but we know that. He, but, he uh, Anglo, and like you said, he's a weapon. Yeah, and that's the thing. So if you're an Anglo weapon, ooh. <laughs> yes, Alvin Kamara is a weapon, and people are like, well, about ten years from now, most of these folks ain't lasted ten years. The only positions that you really can ten years is your offensive line, your quarterback if he's good, and your and like your top, like your D tackle, edge rusher. Like I mean, that. and that's why the contracts in the NFL be so backloaded, and they can, you know, at a certain point they can cut you and. Won't yeah. have to eat too much of the salary. That's why they structure it that way. So a lot yeah. of people, you know, a lot of dudes in the NFL, they sign these contracts. Even like, oh, dude, rich and dude, really still ain't rich. 
Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you're, yeah. you're never going to see the biggest part of that contract unless yeah, you're a quarterback. Yeah. Unless you're a and, it, and, like, and what happens is fear is the enemy of good in a lot of these cases as well, case of point, Daniel Jones getting money. They're afraid. And sometimes it'd be like, hey, hit the market. The NBA has been doing that lately. Hey, James, Harden, you don't want to be here no more? You want to get a new deal somewhere else? Go take a look at the market. Next thing you know, there's no market for James Harden. Sometimes that you ha- – it's like sometimes let them go to the market because I believe it's that – and my – is this guy $40 million better than what we could find else to replace him? And, and and the thing is, the pressure is really on now, plus your team, and plus well, – y'all, y'all know this. You can't fool the players. You can't fool them. They know the dude sucks. <laughs> you know, they know Tannehill. Tannehill was, is better than him, but they know he. they wanted him to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry every time. And Derrick Henry had to perform labors like Hercules, they ate labors like Hercules to get his money. <laughs> you know, and he had to crawl over a broken glass. takes great skill to get your footwork together to do a nice handoff that many times <laughs> per game, man. How's you guys a question? <laughs> I know you guys are almost there, but uh, one, can, can We've been LeBron, there, we waiting on you. Yeah, hey, LeBron. Uh, LeBron up here talking about, well, I ain't retiring now. Bro, he showed it, take away for the Nuggets. But I hear this talk about right, Joel Embiid. Right, We said that last week. Like, they really made that a story, what he said on the ESPYs. Like, why is that a story? Like, who in their right mind thought LeBron was anywhere close to retiring at yep. that time? In life. Like you said, in- he, he just took, took Denver's shine right after the series. Yep. Yeah, nice sweep. Like, took their shine. And y'all know I'm a baby. I'm, I'm a Dodgers fan, and so I got my eye on Shohei Otani. Is it me, or would the Angels be dumb as hell to not trade this guy after at the trade deadline and get something for him? Because he's going to be out. They so why not? Traded, the they should have traded Trout a long time ago. That's what I'm Let saying. Let him come he home. Ain't going to... Yeah, could have gave Trout going. that before they paid Trey Turner. Not that Trey Turner is not good, but I mean, I still I'd rather have Bryce. Harper and Mike Trout, who wants to play yeah. home. Yes, <laughs> because, because, like, is going to be out, man. I don't think they can match the Dodgers. I think he's going to end up in the Dodgers because he's close to Japan. He's still he comfortable and everything. Again, I'm thinking what you're hoping for, it, right? Yeah. But thing is, you know he's going to be out. If he ain't committed to staying with you guys, I don't know, that means he's out, folks. He just ain't told yeah. you. You better be something for him. I'm I'm being Anaheim going to their game on Sunday, so I don't know what the rotation is like, but I hope dude pitching. <laughs> yeah, you hope he hits too, at least, you know. Uh, yeah. but, I mean, well, I know he's gonna be in the, the lineup, even if he's not pitching. He'll be the DH, yeah. so but, I know I'm gonna see him hit, but I want to see him do. I want to see him do his Babe Ruth impression, do both. Yeah, but but your kind of guys get what I'm going. You know, the dude's gonna be out. You might as well get something for him. The, the, the Red Sox did that for Mookie Betts. They didn't want to pay him. They traded him and got prospects. And I, and I think that it's funny. In baseball, you could trade for prospects. You don't have to worry about salaries. The NBA, you got to match the salaries because we're afraid of the Lakers and the Knicks. <laughs> you know? Uh, even though the Knicks, the Knicks ain't been relevant in 30 years and the Lakers had a rough patch there for a few years. I just think that you, you have to get something for this guy because uh, you know you're going to lose him for nothing anyway and what then. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but I, but I know you guys got to go. I know Jimmy got to go ahead and bang on some doors, let you know that rent ain't, ain't no season, rent being late. And I and I know Dev got to act like he's happy being at his kid's sports function. 
knowing he wants to go home. <laughs> All right, man. We we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one, hey, man. Hey, Dev. Hey, take yeah. it easy, guys. Hey, All I'll right. say this. Hey, right. you got Dev should go to every health class for sex ed and show him his sports league, like his youth sports life. That would straighten these kids up. You guys take it easy. <laughs> All right, have a good one. All right. <laughs> Breaking uh-oh, news. What's Harden do? Breaking news that I, I'm moving out of the DMV. Uh, the NFL has approved the sale of the Washington oh, yeah. Commanders to Josh Harris and his group. So um, I told you, I, I, I just think as soon as that as soon as that sale goes through, the curse is going to be lifted, and I'm going to have to live down here. With, think about it. I've lived down here for 20-plus years with people who talk crazy about the Super Bowl every year when they have no shot. So imagine this now when they actually probably start to get good because they're going to have better ownership and better karma. <laughs> like, yo, leaving, Dan Snyder faced the, faces a $60 million fine from the league following that investigation about workplace misconduct. Like, the, does that convey yeah. with the team? Like, do Josh and them – I mean, because I would have put it in as a as a stipulation. Y'all got to pay this fine if I if, – if I get fined, I mean, sixty million. That. He probably got it. He probably got a nice B. So right. I mean, he got how much he get for the team? They six billion. <laughs> six years. He might pay that. He might. He might settle for some half of that or something. He might run up but, to um, the NFL offices and just just throw some trash bags in there and just walk off like a G. <laughs> trash yeah, I just bags saw magic. I saw magic. I saw magic tweet about it and you know talking trash about what they about to do there. So. Oh yeah, I yeah, he, no, on the, he on the squad. Magic yeah. getting his bread now. Go ahead, Magic. Yeah, he's supposed to be here. Dodgers. <laughs> Yo, he got iconic teams too. He got the Dodgers, the Redskins. He ain't got no uh, no offense. <laughs> he ain't supposed to be here, man. From Magic. Yeah, yeah, I'm starting to believe your crazy. theory more and more, man. I think Magic took one for the for the team Yo, and the team being his family like we going to make you if you be the spokesperson of this we give you riches beyond <laughs> your imagination I'm starting to believe that Yo, you can lift anything if magic made it anyway <laughs> Bar, Yo, tell everybody what happened in sports history yo all uh, right, before we get up out of here this date in sports history of course it's brought to you by sports the book s p o r t s Smart people only read the sports. Make sure you get your copy of the best sports book ever written, written by the War Room's own Jimmy the Blueprint. Get your copy at warroomsports.com, sportsthebook.com, amazon.com. Wherever you get it, just make sure you get it. All right, this week, this date in sports history. actually got three things for you guys out there. July 20th, 1976 was the date that Hank Aaron Hits his 755th, a.k.a. his last home run of his story career, off Angels' Dick Drago. Pause your name, Dick Drago. Um, July 20th, 1991, was the date that Mike Tyson was accused of raping a Miss Black America contestant in Indianapolis. And July 20th, 1994, was the date Y'all man O.J. Simpson offered five, a $500,000 reward for any evidence of his his ex-wife's killer. So, you know, 
if you did the murking yourself and you knew you did it, you know that you'd never have to pay this ransom. So you never have to pay this reward. So shout out to OJ. OJ. I, I see what you yeah, did there. Yeah, betting himself. <laughs> right. I see what you did there, OJ. I ain't paying nobody. All right. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, we like to give a big war room salute to all of these historical moments. And we out of here, man. Yeah, man, we out of here, man. I just want to say thank you to everybody who supports us, man. Um, check out all of our shows and all of our partner shows um, at the Hub, where you can find everything. You can find all of our social media contacts, any sort of content that we put out, Facebook, Twitter, real Instagram, MVP. everything is yeah. there, man. Yeah, yeah, fact, factual. Sports the Book will be found there, too, and that Hub is warroomsports.com. So until next time, everybody. Don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on till night. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.